there's powder on my nose I don't care if my hairdo is in place I've lost the very meaning of repose I never put a mud pack on my face Oh, who'd have thought that I'd walk in a daze Now I never go to shows at night But just to matinees now I see the show And home I go
Welcome to the Win-Win Situation, episode 61. What fun, episode 61. Hey, that is pretty fun. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, this is is the last February, I'm sorry, last Monday in February, and uh, and, uh, we're happy to be bringing you some good music tonight some jazz to start us off it's a little different starting with a whole set i think we've done it maybe a couple few times before but it's been a while since we've opened with a whole three songs set yeah this is a yeah we're uh yeah there's a a common denominator with with the music and i'm sure you'll figure things out as the show rolls along uh once in a while uh archivist musical archivist will unearth some uh, gems, unreleased gems, and that's exactly what happened uh, late last decade when s- several unreleased John Coltrane tunes came to be uh, realized and uh, an album was released in 2018. It's, it was simply called Both Sides at Once, the Lost Album. The uh, What you just heard was Untitled Original 11,383 or 11383. So the train song you just heard had no working title per se. 1183? 11383. 11383. Correct. And uh, it's really good stuff. And even the bass solo. <laughs> yeah. That's right, giving the bass some love. Yeah, yeah, giving the bass some love. So uh, that was Train. And, uh, you know, considering, you know, he, he, he passed away a long time ago to find treasure like this is, is rare. And I'm I'm glad his label, Impulse, released the stuff uh, back in 2018 on vinyl. Hey, all right. Yep. So you got the you got the vinyl? Yep. Awesome. Yep. And I know you got Love Supreme as well. Yep. recently on vinyl. Yeah, I think I, I got that a few years ago, but I think it's a bootleg copy because when I play it, I hear like little scratches and pops. Oh, so but that remains. I won't tell you where I got it, <laughs> but I, I didn't. Yeah, think, no, no bad no, press. I, no, I didn't think it was a bootleg, but or counterfeit. But I, I think sadly it is. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, you know, back when I was a kid, I used to go to Ocean City and buy counterfeit records. You know, like Who's Next and so on. It was like two hundred gram vinyl and it was really crappy quality, but they played and they were like a dollar ninety nine each. I mean, like current current releases at the time. Two hundred gram vinyl, that's heavy. Oh, that was really heavy vinyl. So I mean, who knows where this stuff was being made? But uh, do you still have any of those? No, no, I, no, no. They they went. They they were purged in 1979 with a bunch of other good stuff. So anyway, enough of uh, talking about train and bootlegs and stuff. What? Oh, it's fascinating information. Yeah, when I heard the first line of that song you played, I was thinking, oh my gosh, she's got a cocaine issue, no powder on her nose. But of course, it's it had nothing to do with cocaine. No, nothing no. like that. <laughs> I think it's more of a makeup. Yes, it thing. is. Yes, it is. And that was Sarah Vaughn, the song. It never entered my mind, and it's not an original, but it's a song of much pop sensibility by Sarah Vaughn, a great vocalist who 
did both pop and jazz. Yep. This compilation CD that I found at the great store of savers describes her as having, as always keeping one foot in the jazz world, working alongside some great bands of Cannonball Adderley, Clifford Brown, Bob James, Quincy Jones, and Zoot Sims. Impressive resume for the lady. Very much so. Yep. And the this song in particular was first released by Benny Goodman and his orchestra in March 1940. And the first live performance was by Shirley Ross. And I guess we can call it somewhat of a jazz standard then. There you go. Or maybe a an easy listening standard. Yep. But I'm not too particular about what's considered jazz and what isn't. Yep. So, and we opened the set with uh, Jeep's Blues from the Duke Ellington's uh, All-Star Travel Band or whatever they call it. But uh, it was a performance re- uh, recorded in June 1957. And, um, and uh, when I first heard this piece, and I didn't hear this version, but there was a movie several years ago called American Hustle with Bradley Cooper, Jennifer Lawrence, uh, uh, Jeremy Renner, and so on. And, uh, and I, I saw the movie with, with your mom, and I'm, I, the Christian Bale character was spinning this record, you know, uh, Ellington Live at Newport, and I heard it. I'm saying, oh, my gosh, what is this? This is outstanding. And it was Jeep's Blues. And, you know, I was looking around for a used copy of the Columbia release, but I came upon, you know, this, uh, this uh, second-tier release, under the Dr. Jazz label, but still it, it maintains a lot of the integrity of what uh, Ellington and his group played at Newport way back when. We got to find that live at Newport album I, from Duke Ellington. I, I, I want it on vinyl. I don't want it uh, on CD. I mean, I'm sure I can find it on CD, but uh, I'd rather have the vinyl. It's a legendary performance. It's it's it. It's really incredible, and uh, it was a career reviving performance, according I, to my history of jazz professor. Yep, and uh, and also another stunner is diminuendo and crescendo in blue, which is also performed on the record. But at, at twelve minutes, I thought maybe we best not play it here. Yeah, tonight but only on a maybe a special occasion we'll break out a song that's yeah, more than ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah, eight minutes is more likely, but yeah, twelve minutes is a little is a little steep. So yeah, it's excessive most so, times. So we're going to do another set. Yeah, that's right. I got a win-win situation Monday, and this is XTSR. It is XTSR, and you're listening to us on XTSR.org. And if you're picking us up not live, but after the fact on Spotify and other platforms. So anyway. Here comes some stuff.
A little more jazz for you. Yeah, a little. Uh, got, got some Hubbard in the cupboard, I see. Yeah, I had to bring out the Hubbard from the cupboard. Freddie Hubbard backlash. Yeah. Excuse nice. me. Is that called backlash? Yeah, it is backlash. Backlash. Yeah, written by Donald Pickett. By Donald Pickett. Donald. Formed by Freddie Hubbard. Yep. 1967 release. Yep. That was around the time Ramsey Lewis came out with the end crowd. It's the same type of beat, same type of, you know, go-go, you know, method, rhythm. Um, it, it's good. It's, it's It was definitely a proper piece for that age, considering what Ramsey Lewis did. I have, I have Ramsey Lewis somewhere at home. Uh yeah, the, I remember that. The in I crowd remember was, listening uh, to the in crowd off of that vinyl. Yeah, and uh, it uh, that was recorded down in Washington D.C. So, right down the road, one, right there down the road. Yeah, backlash, good stuff. Yeah, I really like Freddie yeah, Hubbard. I see that he's got his cowboy hat on. Well, not nice watch on yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, very successful kind of guy. Good bold lettering. Yeah, on that. yeah. Atlantic Records. Uh, I guess it's a reissue, right? Yep, 1985 reissue. Okay. All right, cool. Yep, Atlantic Records was the uh, was a, a big big outfit in rhythm and blues and jazz. You know, home of Aretha Franklin, Booker T and the MGs. So on and so forth. Freddie Hubbard, Herbie Mann, uh, Ray Charles, John Coltrane at one time. So, uh, you know, it, uh, quite the legacy in the world of music. Yeah, Atlantic. Atlantic Records. Ladies Atlantic and Records. Yep. Huge. Yep. Had a bunch of artists on there. Yep. I think the, the way that I became familiar with Atlantic was through Led Zeppelin. Yep. Oh, yeah, they were home with Led Zeppelin, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, many different artists. Yep. It's the Rascals, uh, their sister label had Vanilla Fudge and uh, and so on. So, you know, Atlantic Records, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. The big, the big cheese, the big music company. Do you think that they might have been among the biggest record labels? I think so. Uh, I think uh, the founders, Ahmet uh, Erdogan, Turk, the Turkish guy, yeah, he, he had a niche for discovering talent and took a lot of risk. But, uh, you know, all these labels are owned by the big conglomerates now. There's no such – well, there are a few independents around, but not many. So – Sign of the times. Yeah. Before we heard Freddie Hubbard, we got down with some James Brown. Hmm. I, f I think I feel – Better than James Brown. I feel better now. How do you feel? I feel better than James Brown. Yep. 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 So I think that was uh Super Bad. Super bad. Super bad. Parts one and two. Parts one and two from Star Time, the James Brown box, a great career re retrospective that was released on Polydor way back when. In 1991, that was 32 years ago. Mm. It's, a, it's a 40 CD set, and it's it, it's it's really really good. Yeah, I can attest to that. Super bad. I oh. loaded that CD set onto iTunes. Yep. I would play it on my iPod, and 
I was exposed to all sorts of good stuff, all sorts of different songs from different James Brown eras. Yep. And um, uh, and I have some of his older vinyl on the King label and uh, not in very good shape, but it was given to me. So, you know, I can't turn that kind of stuff down. But I can now because I don't have room for any more vinyl unless I, you know, had a bump onto the house. But, you know, when you're on a fixed income, you can't do anything except survive. And we opened the set with? Madhouse. Yes. And this is a... A funk group from 1972. I was gifted this album from my friend Max. Yeah. And Madhouse had a few members associated with what would go on to be the, the P-Funk movement. How about that? Yeah, it's pretty cool. So it's a it's a bit of an uncommon niche record. Yep. But it's, it's really really good really good grooves to yep. it got a lot of different well some songs on there are pretty long more jam type and then others are yeah different yeah. different tones to it some yeah. of it can be cynical some of it is just a lot of fun to listen to with yeah i looked at maggot brain earlier you know speaking of parliament p-funk funkadelic whatever um Songs on there are kind of long, so I decided not to bring it. Um, but uh, what a great album that is. So um, very nice stuff, man. Very good set. Are we ready for some more music? You know what? I think we are ready for some more music. Okay, we're going to get into some uh, guitar-oriented rock. That's not a short circuit. That's just my stoma. Shame on me. Get out of here. 
thank you very much. Thank you.
That set was sandwiched by Jimmy's. <laughs> was it sandwiched by Jimmy's? Yeah. Is there a Jimmy? What What was that last track? It was called Stuntman by 24-7 Spies with Jimmy Hazel on guitar. Jimmy Hazel. Jimmy Hazel, ladies and gentlemen, 24-7 Spies from their... Not to be confused with Jimmy Hendrix. Oh, my goodness. From their 1992 album, Strength in Numbers. Good funk metal, you know, hardcore metal jimmy hazel ladies and gentlemen good stuff much agreed 24 um, 7 spies yeah. stuntman stuntman and oh. a family friend chris cocky turned me on to the spies and jamal Nadin takuma and so on and so forth very cool yep and uh, jean paul borelli and fishbone you know all good stuff yeah all sorts of stuff yep and Many of those we have played on previous episodes That's right. of this program. But this is episode 61. It's a little different than the other ones. Yeah, episode. All, we still don't, you still don't know what we're going to pull out of our hats or bag, for that matter. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So before 24-7 Spies, we played 
a track that some of you may know by The Temptations called I Can't Get Next to You. I have that on 45. It was one of the first ones I bought. It's a great song. Yep, it really is. And 1969 track, Temptations, right getting into the uh, funky sounds. And, of course, while keeping the Motown sound in very much alive and well intact but adding a whole other layer i i would call it possibly a layer of grit to it yep it makes for a really great track yep some yeah still still the a I, popular sound but with some grit to it yeah i like the way motown uh, uh marketed their stuff to their american audience and um and it was a, it was an integrated marketing effort. They called their stuff, you know, the Motown, Soul, Gordy, and Tamla labels, the sound of young America. It wasn't black America. It wasn't white America. It was the sound of young America. And that's one of the things I appreciated about Barry Gordy and his marketing genius. Yeah. Thank you for mentioning that. Yeah. And we opened the set with Jimi Hendrix from his uh, 1970 album, I think it was his last studio album, called The Cry of Love, and it was Freedom, the opening cut from that record. Is that really a studio album that he released? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, It was Jimi Hendrix on, on uh, guitar, obviously, Billy Cox on bass, and um, Mitch Mitchell, who was with Jimi back in the, with the experience on drums, Billy Cox and uh, Hendrix joined Buddy Miles to create the band of gypsies. Buddy Miles. So Buddy Miles is a drummer? Yeah. Buddy Miles. Buddy Miles, ladies and gentlemen. Buddy Buddy Miles. Buddy Miles. Buddy Miles. So let's get to more music. Hey, that sounds good to me. Has anybody figured out the uh, common denominator of uh, tonight's show? No? Okay, you will. (laughs) <laughs> well, right now we got a track by the Fugees. Very, another very popular but wonderful track. It's popular for good reason. Mm, it's just, and it's it's not an original, but I think it might be the most popular version yeah, of this song yeah. called uh, "Killing Me Softly." Uh, wait a minute. What? What's that? Uh, press the white button to see if the station plug is still there. The white button? Yeah. You're listening to oh, you know XTSR. What? Okay, well, you are listening to XTSR. My mistake was I did not have the fader <sighs> oh. in the correct position. Oh, okay. All right. So now, but, but now are, I understand my shortcoming. You are listening to XTSR, so here. Yeah, wait a minute. Killing you are listening me to XTSR. You're killing me softly with his song. That's... That's a good try. That, I think the Fujis could probably do a little better. Is that Roberta Flack song originally? Oh, good question. I think I, I think it might be. I think it might be. Well, hmm. we'll do some research, but All right. while we're at that, go for it. The listeners can experience the Fujis. Strumming my pain with his fingers. Singing my life with his words. Killing Softly with his song, killing me softly with. 
This is why Clef Refuge can cries well. Little bass sitting up here on the bass. While I'm on this road, I got my girl L. One time, one time. Hey, yo, L, you know you got the lyrics. I heard he sang a good song. I heard he had a style. And so I came to see him and listen for a while. And there he was, this young boy, stranger to Little bass, 
Jerry See, one time. Here. We got Warren uh, up in here. This is how we are. Uh, uh, Outsiders up in here. We got Human 
I like that. It's a shame the record skipped. Yeah. But, you but did, I maybe it, it, it was a dollar record, so you get what you pay for. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to mention. Yep. It's a bargain bin find. Yep. Not exactly play tested before the that's this okay. show. That's, okay. but that's, that's why it was in the dollar bin. The, the retailer said this work record isn't worth cleaning. But less, yeah, uh, an Atlantic music or Atlantic Records jazz musician, dis- I guess, discovered. Roberta Flack in Washington, D.C., even though she was from North Carolina, she just celebrated her 86th birthday. Wow, happy birthday to Roberta yeah. Flack. And she um, she has ALS, but that's another story. But uh, what was that tune called? That was called... First Take? Well, the album is called First Take, yeah. but the track is called Compared to What? Uh, it's, it was kind of had a rap motif to it i like that and uh i, I like the uh jazz jazz background you know it, it, it was cool it was cool yeah yeah i can see what you mean with the spoken word element yeah spoken word's good yeah yeah so that track is from 1969 and before that we go back just one more year to aretha franklin yep from her atlantic album atlantic records compilation the very best of Aretha Franklin, the 60s, Chain of Fools. Yep, 1968 is what I was, what, what I found. What a powerful voice. Yep. In 1968, I was listening to Aretha Franklin on my transist- little transistor radio and uh, listening to uh, WEBB or WWIN here in town. And um, that's where I got my rhythm and blues from my Motown and so on. And, uh, the chain of blues. Chain, Wait, I'm sorry. Chain, the chain of, of fools. Chain of fools. Yeah. Not blues, not blues. My goodness. Boy. Sorry. I guess that was a long <laughs> Toastmasters meeting. I was at before this. No, nah, I don't think so. It's, it, it, it's the weather. And we opened a set with the Fugees. Yeah. The Fugees uh, killing me softly. A Roberta Flack song, ironically. So, Hey, we had a set of women, Oh, yeah. Singer, so that's good. Yeah, would you look at that? It kind of went full circle. Yeah. Going from Fuji's covering a Roberta yep. a Roberta Flack song to yep. a Roberta Flack song. So we're going to carry on this, this show, and uh, we're going to try to inspire you a little bit. These, this is the Blind Boys of Alabama. Yeah. 
He made me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restored my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valleys and the shadows of death, I will feel no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou prepareth a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen.
Yes, we are. <laughs> wow, soon and very soon. Yep, and it came sooner for my wife, your mom, than we expected, but she's with her king, and that's cool when you yeah. think about it. And what a cool song that is. Yeah, Andre Crouch and the uh, Disciples from their 1976 album. This is Another Day. It was the uh, closing cut of side one of that particular record. And what, a, what a great song. It's a great song. And uh, there's an earlier song, I think from the early 70s, which has made it to the Trinity hy hymnal of a particular denomination called My Tribute. And uh, the chorus goes, To God be the glory, to God be the glory, to God be the glory. Great things he has done. In his power he has saved me. With his blood he has raised Something like that. So it, it's, what a fantastic song. That was from an earlier. Maybe with his, well, this is only speculation, but maybe with his blood he saved me and with his power he raised yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, I'm just something like that. when it comes to music. So anyway, so that was Andre Crouch and the Disciples. What was uh, in between the opening and the closing? So I like to think of that set as a bit of a uplifting sandwich. Uh, and in the middle of that sandwich, there's a bit of a bit of less uplifting. Corned beef. Ooh, corned beef sounds pretty good. Hamburger. No, no. Well, matzo. The middle of this sandwich was the Bobby Blue Bland. Oh, ain't no love in the heart of the city. I like that. Yeah, it's yeah. a great song, sampled by Jay Z. I can't remember which song, but that's actually how I found out yep. about the song. And then I listened to this original cut from 1974 by Bobby Blue bland that's a bit of a tongue twister yeah but yeah great song and let's, let's put some music good as we run yeah, this thing yeah. out yeah. As, as we as we conclude this episode get a nice little nice little drum solo in here yeah that's Baltimore's own chick web all right from the from the deca swing era compilation Liza, all the clouds just roll away. So we opened up the set with uh, any other comments on your part of the sandwich? No. I just like this song. And I just thought it was funny how that song was between two uplifting pieces. That's but okay. I'm, I'm really curious about the first song. You said that it's a group of blind men? Yeah, the blind boys from Alabama. They, they were discovered by Peter Gabriel. Oh, wow. They did one of his tours. And uh, this was from his from his record label, Real World Records. The album's called, uh, High, uh, it's just called Blind Boys of Alabama. It looks uh, like Higher Ground and they is were, the name. And they, and, and, yeah, it's Higher Ground. And they were backed by Robert Randolph and the Family Band. Robert Randolph, for the uninformed, is probably the best pedal steel guitarist out there. He's a man of faith. The Blind Boys are men of faith. And uh, they took a, the mel melody from a P-Funk song, You and Your Folks, written by George Clinton, Clarence Haskins, William Nelson, and Bernie Worrell, 
and 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 the guys added the twenty third song to it. That's wonderful. It was a P, uh, the background was a P funk song played by our guys, and uh, so it's just cool. Yep. So yeah, so the uh, this program was a a program of black music, various genres, celebrate Black History Month. Uh, the African diaspora can be found in just about all American music. If it weren't for that, we wouldn't have had Elvis. We wouldn't have had the British Invasion. We wouldn't have jazz. We wouldn't have the blues. So, you know, thank God. Yeah, absolutely. So, and thank you for tuning in. Yep. It's time to say goodbye. Bye, Candios, and be kind to each other. See you next week.